Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and I'll be your host on this journey through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond. Hello, and welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. This is episode number 96, and I really appreciate you listening and allowing me the opportunity to entertain you and maybe provide a bit of distraction during this crazy time we're going through. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on Google or Apple Podcasts, and thank you for your support. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. This week's network shout-out goes to a podcast that is very timely given our current situation, the EPIC Podcast, Emergency Preparedness in Canada. Hosted by Dr. Josh Bezenson and Grayson Crockett, EPIC is an educational podcast aimed at emergency managers of all levels. Visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to the EPIC podcast and all the other great APN shows. The www.albertabbqtrail.ca website is back up and running with a listing of Alberta barbecue joints, and I've done my best to keep up with who is open and which services they are offering. To further highlight what the restaurants are going through right now, I've started putting out some extra episodes where I'm talking with some of the barbecue joints about how they are managing and what they're able to offer their customers during this time. Get out there and show your local barbecue joints some love and support. They need it right now and will need it for the foreseeable future. Friend of the show, Rob Reinhardt from Prairie Smoke and Spice, messaged me a little over a week ago to ask if I'd heard about Hickory Street Barbecue in Sterling, Alberta. I hadn't, but I quickly reached out to them and within a day or so, we were video chatting on Zoom and recording this episode. Thanks to Rob for the suggestion, and thanks to Devin and Brian Bone for jumping on with me. If you're in southern Alberta, check them out for takeout and their delivery services to some of the communities around Sterling. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. And via Zoom, I'm with Devin and Brian Bone, and you guys are down in Sterling, Alberta, southern Alberta. And Hickory Street is the name of the restaurant. How are you guys doing this evening? Good. Good. Awesome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for doing this. Uh, kind of short notice, just I hadn't even heard about you guys before yesterday. So uh, all right, my friend Rob Reinhardt from Prairie Smoke uh, sent me a message last night, said, hey, are these guys on your radar? So glad we uh, glad we connected and got this uh, lined up real quick. No, we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, for sure. So uh, talk about your background a little uh, before we get into the, the barbecue side of things and the restaurant. Uh, Talk about your backgrounds. I'm a wedding photographer. Okay. <laughs> That's what I've done for 22 years, and I retired officially to do this. Nice. And I spent the last 15 years in various forms of retail management, uh, so managed restaurants for uh, some of the biggest fast food chains in all of the world, and okay. for some of the biggest retailers all throughout the world, and currently uh, I work for an auction company, um, I'm an operations manager. So I've been looking at operations and all sorts of management for the better part of 20 years. Right. So you've got some uh, some restaurant experience there and everything. So. Yeah, you bet. At least one of us does. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and I grew up in the I grew up. I say I grew up in the South. I grew up in Indiana, which I guess isn't technically the South, yeah. but I from, I was from here born it is. Arkansas. Yeah. And my family is all very, very, very Southern, and we like eating Southern food. And um, yeah, so that's just. I don't know. That's where I think that's where my love of barbecue and, and smoked foods came from. For sure. But I just really like food. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and some little ones I saw some pictures on your Facebook. And 
Yeah, we've got three kids. Yeah. 13, 12, and 8. Yeah, that's a handful. Yeah, and a couple dogs in there, too. So. Yeah. Keep you busy. That's right. Yeah. Dad, we've been married for 18 years this summer. and Awesome. Congratulations. We work in the restaurant together, which I know that's like one of the biggest no-nos in, in the restaurant business is you yeah. work with family, but yeah. we actually, we really compliment each other. And it's the only place I let him tell me what to do. <laughs> Even then, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People always come into the restaurant when we're both in, in the evenings. They're like, all right, now who's the boss? Because I'm in here 24-7. Yeah. They're like, okay, who's the boss? But yeah. It's him in the kitchen when he's in there. I right. don't run it, but yeah. the rest of the time it's me. Awesome. Yeah, you got got that figured out, right? Something like that. Yeah. So you kind of touched on it. The uh, the barbecue bug. Where did where did the idea of uh, starting a barbecue food operation? Where did that? When did that come about? Or where? And... Well, we've been talking about opening a restaurant for the last. I couldn't actually cook when we got married so um, I couldn't cook I learned how to cook over the couple years first couple years we were married because we lived in the states and I couldn't work so I'm Canadian and then I so then I learned how to cook and then he I don't know then he kind of taught me some stuff and turns out I'm not such a bad cook and then for about the last 15 years seriously people have been asking us when we're gonna open a restaurant we're like yeah those cost lots of money and yep. very don't work, work and yep. you don't make much money. <laughs> so here we are. Here we are. <laughs> no, but I think we really got serious about two years ago. Yeah. Actually, no, it was, it was about, yeah, it was about two years ago. We were looking at a commercial space in Lethbridge and we had a friend that was opening up, uh, uh, he was or moving his, moving his existing business into a place um, that would have had a great restaurant mm-hmm. space. And we thought it was going to work out really good. So we started putting a business plan together, started, you know, figuring out, okay, if we open a restaurant, what are we going to serve? Um, I think a lot of, a lot of restaurants have the same food, just reimagined. Yeah. Um, you know, you got chicken and fries and hamburgers and steaks and ribs and things like that. And everybody does pretty much the same thing. And we didn't want to be just another place, like just another, you know, casual dining place. We wanted to be someplace where people said, Hey, you know what, if I'm coming to Southern Alberta or I'm coming to wherever, we've got to go to this place. Mm-hmm. And so over the last probably year and a half, we really started to hone in on smoked food and we realized that was something that was missing in the Southern Alberta market and in Mm -hmm. in the Canadian market in general. I mean, there are some places that are doing it right. There's some places that aren't. Uh, But, you know, that was something we really felt like in Southern Alberta where there's lots of beef farmers, um, lots of beef producers. People love a good hearty meal, but they also love their beef and they love their meat yeah and that was just something that we said you know what nobody's doing it and before we ever really settled on it we thought you know what we're gonna let's figure it out let's do some recipes and we came up came upon some recipes and started doing it and um i think it really hit like we really realized we had found something when she made brisket the first time it never made brisket it's one of the hardest things to smoke yeah. everybody tells you don't do it and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, it's not cheap nope. and we had a family dinner i think it was about a year ago no it was less than a year ago and she said hey i'm gonna make brisket for family dinner i think we actually bought two briskets hadn't even we'd never done one i she, don't even think i'd even eaten one and yeah. she's done all the smoking to this point. yeah 
my shirt says Pitmaster because nice. I am. Yeah. <laughs> but she decided to do one for family dinner, and everybody was like, "Holy crap, this is amazing!" Yep. and knocked it out of the park. And we haven't really looked back since. She's done. I mean, I don't think there's a brisket she's messed up. Knock on wood. Yeah. And so I think that's when I really decided to really, really realize that, Hey, we've got something special here and we've got something that'll really cater to the Southern Alberta beef market. Right. So our style is a little bit more Texas barbecue than maybe the Carolinas or some of the further East yeah. barbecue. I always say our brisket's Texas and the rest is the Carolinas because it's really sweet. The rest okay. of our barbecue is pretty yeah. sweet. Awesome. So then, uh, Last year, you got a food truck? For Mother's Day I, I last saw that, year, yeah. somebody bought me a food truck. <laughs> well, Which is funny. You have to qualify that. Yeah, because that's, that's going over one of two ways, right? Depending on the situation. It wasn't even a food truck at that oh, point. Oh, yeah. It was, a- it was a tent trailer I had found on Kijiji for, I think, 150 bucks. It nice. was no good, and it was all busted up. And yeah. So I hauled the thing home and uh, took, it, took it to my work and... We were out to dinner one night, and I said, hey, why don't we stop at my work on the way home? I bought you something for your birthday. And I think right then she knew the we- she started the wheels were turning, and so I had to let her know. I was like, well, I bought you a food truck, and she got all excited. And I said, well, there's a hit- there's a catch to it. It's not really done yet. Yep. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So I think it was that Saturday we went to we went we and demolished it and yeah. stripped it right down to the frame, got drawing out what we wanted for a food truck, and realized – a tent trailer is not going to be big enough. The footprint was way too small. Right. But then a couple, a month later, he was looking on the Facebook, like swapping by and yeah. found the trailer that we have now, which yeah. is like eight by 18 feet or something. A little so bigger, it's a much yeah. better size. So we bought that. Took us a couple months. We converted it into a food truck, food trailer. We opened it September 7th under duress, under... <laughs> Very strong pressure from a friend who owns um, a like a kind of a fair or something like that. Okay. And she was like, "I she's like, I want you at our at our thing." And I was like, "Yeah, we're there's no way we're ready be ready." Like two days before, I'm like, "We won't be ready." And she's like, "Nope, you will be. I have faith." <laughs> like, no, you really need to find someone else. And yeah. the food inspector came in, and he's like, "Oh, you're good to go. You're, nice. Everything's good." So the first. We killed it. September 7th was our first event. Yeah. We did 12 events in the span of six weeks between catering and like outdoor events. We were exhausted to say the least. (laughs) Keep in mind, I'm working off a stick burner still. Yep. So I'm staying up all night for four days before Mm -hmm. (laughs) preparing all the meat. Yep. And then um, we bought the restaurant October 26th. Wow. So it uh, all kind of happened pretty quick for you. It was very fast. Yeah. And then uh, when did the restaurant, when did you open the doors on the restaurant? So we took possession December 1st. Yep. Originally we were going to flip it and just open as it was. Mm-hmm. And we just came upon trial after trial within the building. And every time we took down a wall or opened a wall, there was more fun behind that. And mm-hmm. it ended up being a three-month three-month project yeah we opened march 1st or right. we had family february 29th yeah. in, and then march 2nd i guess we opened to the public okay so two weeks before the pandemic hit yeah the timing uh yeah 
Yeah, not what, what you can. What can you do about that, though, right? I probably wouldn't choose that again. But yeah. I say that I wouldn't choose it. But honestly, we killed it for two weeks. Our dining room was full. We were like killing our sales. Yeah. People were loving it. And then the pandemic hit, and it slowed us down, mm-hmm. and it gave us time to think, yeah. work through our processes, slow down, teach me some things about working in a kitchen, and train our staff better. Yeah, yeah we cut our menu down. We've rearranged our kitchen three or four times because <laughs> it just doesn't the, the layout, the flow doesn't work. And I'm big on systems and big, you know, it's got to flow. You can't you can't be running 16 places when you're 16 steps when two is going to do. Yeah, you know, it's all about. You know, let's get stuff in and out quick because it's not anything you're cooking per se. It's all you're hot holding it and serving it for most mm-hmm. of that stuff, and so it's all about turning it around as quick as you can. And it's it's actually been really good for us to slow down and yeah. get some of the renovations done that weren't done, um, but also to you know to build our systems, to train our staff, to work on food costs, to work on budgets, to work on pricing, to work on developing new menu items. Oh yeah, people are loving it still. Like we're yeah. still busy. Yep, well, that's good. So, we're not as busy as the first two weeks, but we were the new thing too, sure. right? Yeah. So, but we're still busy. We changed our hours. We're closed Mondays now, which is great for me because I needed some sleep. Yeah, need a break. Yeah. And a break, and so honestly, while I probably wouldn't choose it again, it's not been the worst thing in the world. Well, it's great that you kind of are seeing the positive sides of it, right? That seeing as that as that opportunity, okay, we had these two weeks of craziness. Now we've got this opportunity to to look at that and uh, and improve on it, right? So, and those two weeks, we fed a lot of people in mm-hmm. those first two weeks, yeah. and it was a great advertising. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! You've got to try out this new restaurant. They're killing it. Their food's amazing. It, that got us into Costco, and Costco down here is feeding their staff three times a day. Nice. Okay. From local small restaurants, and we're feeding them again this week. Awesome. So it's good. It's been. It really has been good. There is a buzz about yeah. us down here. Well, that's good. So what are you? Uh, what are you doing now with the? Obviously, the, the dining room is shut down. What? Yeah, uh, what's that? Yeah, we're sitting in it. Yeah. Um, the dining room's down, so we're takeout only. Yep. So it also, I always said we needed a website, we needed a place people could order online. Well, this mm-hmm. made me hurry that process up. Right, yep. And so we have our online ordering mm-hmm. in place. It's really kind of funny because our online app goes cha-ching every time an order comes in, and I'll be standing in line, and <laughs> in my pocket it goes yep. cha-ching. <laughs> Just a little bit awkward. Yeah. But um, so we've, we've kind of got that nailed down. We're figuring out some things around that. Um, well, I think, I don't know, I was just going to touch on the fact that, you know, she talks about us killing it and the buzz around us, but I think a lot of that is driven by her. She's got a huge social media background. Right. You know, she's not necessarily an influencer or anything like that, but she understands the power of social media mm-hmm. and understands the power of marketing in general and knows how to craft ads and, and when to put them on social media to, to attract people and yeah. you know what what sells I mean you know we're flooded we're inundated one thing that I stress with my staff at my day job is we're inundated in society with imagery with you know everybody's trying to sell you something mm-hmm. how do you cut through uh, how do you cut through all the noise yeah. and make yourself heard and I think that's one thing that Devin's really good at is cutting through all of that yeah. and making us heard and making us known I mean it's great it's great to have good food of course, um, yeah 
but it doesn't do you any good if you can't get it out there to people. Yep. And so a combination of that plus her personality. I mean, we were talking the other day in the restaurant, it was Saturday we were talking and, you know, I, I can't remember if you asked the question or if I did, but, you know, we're talking about where our ideal, if we had to work any one position in the restaurant for the rest of our lives, where would we work? And I said, man, if I could be in the kitchen and just, you know, slinging food and getting orders ready and putting all that together, sign me up because that's me. I'm not a huge people person, you know, I, which is interesting because I work in customer service and I have to deal with people all the time. But, um, you know, Devin just got that bubbly, outgoing personality where people are just drawn to her and she can make everybody that comes in feel like she's known for a lifetime. Yeah. And I think that's been a huge blessing, not just locally, but you know, we had people come from Lethbridge the other day and they texted her right away and said, Hey, you know, we're glad we came out and you know, they're gushing about the food, but we're also saying, you know, we're glad that you guys had good personalities and you guys were friendly and hospitable. And I think that makes a huge difference, especially in small business. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we love your cat. That's yeah, totally I'm waiting good. for him to jump on my back or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and I don't, I love prepping food. The recipes are all mine. Like, we worked on our rubs. We worked on, we now have our own barbecue sauces. Awesome. We really worked on our own stuff. I love the mornings where it's just my staff and I preparing food. And then when it comes time to serve, I'm like, yeah, I could just leave and I'll be fine to just chat with people. If you can all just make that work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, uh, you're the front end of it and let the, yeah. let everyone else. Uh, yeah, well, that's great though. People are going to notice that, right? If you're, uh, you've got that personality and everything. So. Kind of like I was telling you earlier, I really feel like the last eight years have really led to us. Mm -hmm doing this i've just made a ton of connections i'm from here yeah just all kind of worked out how it was supposed to i think that's awesome great to hear gonna take just a real quick pause for a word from our alberta podcast network sponsor and then uh come back and talk with you guys about the menu and uh some of the stuff going on there with pod power atv is making it possible for us to amplify the voices of albertans and alberta podcasters this episode we're giving a pod power shout out to book women Book Women is a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Hosts Tanya Ball, Sheila LaRock, and Kayla Larson are three Métis librarians representing nations from across the homeland. Now they have banded together to chat about books, culture, and anything else that comes up. Book Women has recently been added to Indian and Cowboys podcast incubator program for emerging voices that contribute positively to the Indigenous podcasting space. You can listen and find out more at bookwomenpodcast.ca. All right, we are back. I've got Devin and Brian Bone, Sterling, Alberta, Hickory Street. Uh, let's get into the menu. Talk about what's uh, what's on the menu. What are you serving up there? Brisket. Brisket? We are known for a brisket. Yep. I also think nobody else is doing brisket, and if they are, they're probably not doing it that well because brisket is hard. It is. Oh, they say it's not that hard. <laughs> I'm having a lot of luck. I will say though, there was a learning curve between my stick burner and now we have a rotisserie right. wood smoked gas powered yep. one commercial one. And so there's been a learning curve, but man, good brisket all day long. So we're known for our brisket. We're known for our ribs. Yep. Those are the two big. We do do chicken and pulled pork as well. Um, oh, one of the other favorite things that people have that people love about us is, you know, everybody knows that you have coleslaw with stuff in the South. Yep. We have a dill pickle coleslaw that we okay. serve nice. and it's, it's out of this world. I, I get tired of coleslaw easily. It's not ever been one of my favorite things. Um, and it's one of those 
it's for, for me that our dill pickle coleslaw that we serve is one of those things that's better even the day after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, you know, has time to sit and kind of marinate. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You get a bite of, you know, crunchy bite of pickle in every bite plus all your cabbage. And then there's dill pickle juice in the sauce mm-hmm. or in the dressing. Yep. Oh man. It's just, it's out of the Everybody world. loves it. Even today as I was leaving Costco, one of the employees was coming in and she said, oh, I heard you're feeding us on Thursday. I said, I am. She goes, are you doing coleslaw? No, sorry, we're doing Mac. Oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> Our Mac's really good, too, though. Yep. So we're doing very traditional sides, yep. mac and cheese, baked beans, coleslaw. But, like, the baked beans is my mom's recipe from growing up that everybody loves. Yep. Um, we're doing cornbread. We add cheese in ours. And it's not as true southern cornbread. It's sweet cornbread because I can't okay. stand not sweet cornbread. I think that's, I don't know why anybody would, I guess it's like iced tea. I don't know yeah. why anybody would drink iced tea when you have sweet tea. I don't like either myself, but yep. uh, I've tried both. And if I had to choose one, I'd much rather have sweet tea. Um, we're also doing Southern desserts. We've got pecan pie, mm. peach cobbler. You even said it right. I did. Pecan pie. Pecan pie, yep. <laughs> and then we are killing it. I, I was going to ask. The, the, in stock. We've got something called gooey butter cake. I, I, ha, I have it on my page here to ask. What? Uh, talk yeah, to me about the gooey, gooey butter, butter cake. cake. The thing. Everybody loves it. Like People are buying it by the like sheet. Well, we, have a, we have a special that we run. It's a family special. And you get some brisket, ribs, pulled pork, uh, a, side of, a side of coleslaw, like a family side of coleslaw, plus corn or, uh, cornbread. Mm-hmm. And then you get a full a full gooey butter cake like it's a nine by 13 full gooey butter cake and i we sell like we'll do a couple dozen a day like people like we make a ton of wow. gooey butter cake. have you ever heard of it no no <laughs> it comes from the st louis region so okay. more than like the carolinas and stuff yeah yeah and it's not traditionally associated with southern barbecue that was one of the first things i remember growing like learning to cook as a as a kid yeah. like i've been cooking since i was I don't know, probably seven or eight. And I don't know if my mom just didn't know I was cooking or let me, or I don't know what the deal was, but I just, I love desserts. I've always had a sweet tooth. And so I, and she made this gooey butter cake one time and I absolutely loved it. And I said, well, I'm going to learn how to make that because I don't get dessert often enough. Um, And so I taught myself how to make it and it's heavenly. Like it's so good. Everybody asks us how to describe it. The only way we can kind of describe it is it's like almost like a blondie brownie base with a uh, cheesecake top. But it's not cheesecakey. It's it's gooey. It's like it's got. I don't know if we should. Uh, no, don't got, tell them what's in it. It's got cream cheese and exorbitant amounts of powdered sugar, icing sugar. I don't powdered know. Sugar. You guys call it icing sugar, sugar I think. <laughs> we um, get mixed up in the U.S. Canadian verbiage. Yeah, different down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's definitely very sweet. But people rave about it because you can't get it anywhere. Nobody's yeah. ever heard of anything like it, and people love it. Now, now that you mentioned St. Louis, I think. Uh, uh, another podcast I listened to, some guys out of St. Louis. I feel like they've mentioned it, but uh... one of our goals, we want to do good barbecue, and I think we're doing good barbecue. Yeah. But my other goal was that I want things you can't get anywhere else. Something. Yeah. So yeah, you can get pulled pork at other restaurants. You can get. So you probably get smoked chicken at other restaurants. You can't get gooey butter cake anywhere else. We're doing armadillo eggs. Nice which are the jalapenos mm-hmm. stuffed with cream cheese wrapped in sausage and bacon and yep. smoked. Uh, we're doing pork belly burnt ends that we call pig candy. Yep. So we're just, we're trying to keep the roots Southern barbecue and just highlight some of the more fun stuff that you really, you cannot get anywhere else. Right. No, that's awesome. 
Oh, you've got me hungry. So. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't yet. <laughs> and it's that I, I don't know how I haven't gained fifty pounds already. Because if we have a piece of gooey butter cake left over at the end of the night, oh, I, yeah. that's what I take home, and that's my dinner. Yeah. Because like, I'll I'll come here after my day job and work and help clean up. And if there's cake left, I almost always will take a piece home. Like I probably have at least three or four pieces a week. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're working Sometimes. hard. Yeah, working hard. Burn it off. Sometimes it's a fight. Like it's not seven. We're not closed yet. You can't eat that. <laughs> I might sell it. If I hide it over here, it's still left yeah. in there. <laughs> Don't see it in the display case. Yeah. Uh, what are you cooking on there? You'd mentioned the stick burner that you had with the trailer, and then you've moved over to the rotisserie. So it's a Southern Pride 150. I don't know the letters that go in front of it. SLK 150 Something, or whatever. Yep. Um, it's tiny. Three times, three times. The original one we wanted to get was the 450. Um, yep. But we just, you know, looking at the cost and you, know, you open a barbecue restaurant in a town of 1,100 people, who knows how you're going to do. And I didn't want to be on the hook for a smoker that was way bigger than we needed. And yeah. I remember when I was talking to the sales rep, he goes, well, just to let just to let you know, almost everybody I sell these to calls me up in about six months and says I need the bigger one. It was a month. Yeah. <laughs> so we wish we'd gotten the bigger one, but you know what? It it works for now, and we're able to keep up with things. And yeah. We're gonna retrofit our stick burner and put a put a gas burner in it, so we okay. can actually run it as well, and we'll nice. have both running side by side. Yeah. Yeah. Right. E- easier to ramp up than. Uh, yeah. Be uh, pay- paying all the money for something too big, right? We tried to be really smart with money when it came to restaurants because restaurants, nobody lends you money for a restaurant. So doing this ourselves and paying for it ourselves, we were very particular. We did so much sweat equity in renovating this restaurant. It's not even funny. We spent three months almost straight working in here. We had to gut the whole front of the restaurant. We had to redo all of the electrical. We had to tear down ceilings and walls and redo everything. Like it was... A huge project so we were very careful when it came to finances because we didn't want to be we did not want any big debt payments every month that we couldn't meet and so we're very blessed with this whole COVID thing hitting that we don't have those humongous payments that we have yeah. to pay back or worry about because it came from us yep. that sucks I wanted to pay us back a little sooner but we're paying our staff we're yep. paying our rent we're, you know and we're keeping up and I think if we had a huge debt payment oh, we, we wouldn't be able to do it no so it was hard and it was worth the sweat equity. Like, Absolutely. Oh, I'm so proud of our building. Like yep. I come in every morning and I'm like, dang, mm-hmm. it's so nice in here. Yep. <laughs> but it's funny because when I come in, I go, crap, I got to finish that. <laughs> so that. Yeah. We had scaffolding up like with an hour before we opened the doors the first time still yeah. as we were doing touch up paint on the big ceilings. Yep. So. Was that a, was it a restaurant beforehand? Was. Yeah, so, they had ran it. It was a, it was kind of a little like a corner diner, but they had run it. There was offices on the one side, and so they had ran it as like a disabled, uh, like a like a like learning a, facility. Yeah, like a community okay, center yeah, yeah. learning facility. And right. then once that shut down, then the restaurant took over all of it. But it was it was very dated. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, going back to the point you made earlier about when we took over in December, we were gonna you know she was gonna leave on the Friday or Saturday, and we were gonna come in on the Monday and just start going. Um, and we really got thinking that's not the way we do things. Yeah. We don't, we don't do things half-assed. Yep. Um, we want Please. to, sorry, yeah, I don't <laughs> um, I don't swear very much. It's all good. Um, <laughs> um, 
but we don't, you know, we don't do things halfway. We wanted to have a space that was ours from the get go rather than people come in. You know, I think people could have come into the old restaurant and the old space and gone, yeah, the food was good, but it was really nasty inside or, you know, it wasn't, they didn't make me think barbecue. And yeah. I mean, I'm just going to move the camera real quickly. Oh, nice. Yeah. Love it. Um, all hand painted. Excellent. And, you know, that's, that's who we are. We, we wanted it to be a representation of us and we, our brand and our brand. Yeah. And we didn't want to do it, you know, as much as we're paying cash for everything and wanted to do it on, on the cheap, we also wanted to do it right. And so it ended up costing us more money than we wanted to. We hoped we'd have a little bit more money left over, but I'm, I'd rather have it the way it is now than, you know, than trying to make things work, running a restaurant and doing renovations. And it just, it would have been a nightmare. Yeah. So I'm glad we did what we did. Awesome. We worked really hard on the food truck branding. Mm -hmm. We paid a designer for our logo. Right. I worked really hard on my social media branding. And to have walked into this space, my mom was very much, you cannot just open. You mm -hmm. cannot open the way it is. It's not you. Yeah. You need to fix it up. And so we did take her advice and we redid the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad we did because this totally, you walk in and you're like, oh, of course it's Hickory Street. Like, that's exactly what it is. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the, the work and the money then will pay dividends down the road, right? Yeah, I'll just say if you can, if you're able to, obviously when you get through this, uh, be stronger coming out the other side, right? So, oh, I think so. Yeah, if we can make it through this being two weeks old when this hit. Yeah, I think we'll be yeah. just fine. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Uh, and would you mention your hickory you're smoking with? Yeah, and bringing that in from Ontario. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but you brought it in from Ontario, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So that's yeah, what, no hickory growing on the plains of southern Alberta. No, oddly enough. Eh? Yeah, we don't no, have a lot of the... We, we are going to introduce some cherry wood this summer. We like smoking pork yep. on cherry wood. Um, we're, we're working on our own bacon as well, and that's mm. something we really want to do, like apple and cherry wood smoked bacon. Yep. Um, and we would probably do some of our pork on the bacon or on the fruit wood as well. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, that's pretty readily available, even if we have to bring it in from BC. But I love the smell of hickory. Oh. I love the taste of hickory. Yeah. Um, the whole village. So we're a farming community, super yeah, rural farming community. Yep. It usually smells like cow crap outside. Mm -hmm, yep. But everybody is like, thank you for the whole village <laughs> smelling like hickory now. <laughs> it's great. We love yeah, it. Yeah, you're popular. Yeah, yeah, we can smell it from like a couple blocks away from the restaurant. Well, we live a block so away, and usually if the smoker's running and the windows are open, we can smell oh, it. Yeah, we can smell it. Yeah. Uh, the wood, are you, is that Furtado you're bringing that in from, or? Uh, it was just our our Southern Pride distributor had oh, okay. a connection, and he just included on the same truck, so we didn't have to pay for the freight. Okay, so, nice. Oh. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I'll send you the guys the contact for Tato Farms out in Ontario. Okay, perfect. He does fruit woods. He's got the hickory all uh, all raised uh, farm there in Ontario. So great guy. Yeah, I think if I could if I could smoke on anything other than hickory, it would be pecan. Yep. Isn't that funny? Because it would be cherry. Oh, I, like I like cherry, but pecan. I just, I love the smell of pecan. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice, nice with the pork and uh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, hours, what uh, what kind of hours are you running now? And you mentioned the deliveries you're doing out to Lethbridge. Let's talk about that a little, let folks know. So Tuesday to Saturday, 11.30 in the morning to 7 at night. Yep. 
Um, before COVID hit, we had longer hours and we were doing breakfasts too. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So good. But I just, I wasn't making enough. So we decided to just use the mornings for prep and yeah. do lunch and dinner. And then twice a week we delivered to Lethbridge. There were 18 minutes from Lethbridge. Um, and so we deliver Wednesdays and Saturdays to Lethbridge. And then Thursdays we deliver um, to a little city called Raymond. Raymond, it's yep. like 10 minutes from us. Yep. And so I deliver out there once a week too. Nice. And we've had other little smaller towns kind of ask us if we would deliver out there. And I just keep saying, I'm worried about the integrity of the food. Mm-hmm. So if I... If I drive an hour to you, I can't promise the food is as good. Yeah. So um, until it's food truck season and I can bring it out, I, I don't really want to drive too, too far. And it's not because I don't want to drive. It's because I don't. I just want to make sure the food's fresh. Absolutely. Yeah, your name's on it. You want to make sure it's uh, that meets your standards, right? Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, folks, uh, where can people find you online, social media, obviously the restaurant? So Hickory Street Food. Yep. .com is the website. That's also our at so at Hickory Street Food yep. on all social media platforms. All right. And the last question I ask everybody is, um, it's dinner time. What's your uh, what's your go to meal? Brisket sandwich. Ooh. But let me tell you, I put like crispy onions, so brisket, crispy onions, dill pickle coleslaw, and pickles, and our homemade barbecue sauce on a cheese bun. It's so good. Can't beat yeah, that. We have a bakery that does all of our baking, a local bakery yeah. that does all that. Nice. Uh, for me, man. Yeah, the gooey butter cake, right? Well, yeah, it's got to be gooey <laughs> butter cake. <laughs> um, if I had to pick one thing, we do a Nashville chicken sandwich, which obviously, obviously normally is fried. We don't have any deep fryers, but we use our pulled, our pulled chicken. Okay. And I do a Nashville chicken sandwich with pickles and cheese, or nice. na- our homemade Nashville sauce uh, and mayonnaise. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice and spicy. Sounds good. It gets the sweat pouring out your forehead. Yep. And I'm about to introduce, I think, a pulled pork sandwich that has... Um, I'm going to smoke, what did I say, pineapple and bacon, a pineapple mm. ring wrapped mm. in bacon. Yep. I'm going to smoke it and put it on the sandwich, I think. Nice. It's my next project. Kind of a twist on the onion ring. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't have deep fryers. That was part of our plan in yeah. here. Originally it was deep fryers, and then because it's such an old building, there's no air return. Ah. And fryers are expensive. And yeah. they are. Ventilation. <laughs> Holy mm-hmm. crap. Yeah. So uh, we kiboshed that idea, and we're sticking to some pretty true southern roots in here. And, yeah, I've had people go, I just want a side of fries. I'm like, yeah, you're going to have to go down to the gas station. <laughs> You're not gonna get them here. Yeah. I tell you what, I could do some. I could do some fried okra. Oh. That's one thing I miss. She's never. I don't know if you've ever had it, but it doesn't feel to her. Oh man, I love me some fried okra. Put yeah. some mustard on it. They're slimy. Nope. <laughs> that and some gooey butter cake, and I'm good. You're good. Okra and cake. Yep. Right. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Uh, stay. Uh, safe and healthy through all this and uh now that i know you're there i really look forward to getting down there once uh once everything's back to normal and uh checking out checking things out i got a a buddy in lethbridge i usually get down there to golf at least once a year so well uh we're we're really conveniently located too like we're on highway four which is the main as you know it's Mm -hmm. the main trucking route between you know 
basically Alberta and the U.S. It yep. turns into I-15 once you cross over the U.S. border. We're uh, about a half a kilometer off of Highway 4, so mm-hmm. we're really conveniently located for people. We're going to get some signage out on the highway in the next couple of months and make sure people really know we're here. So, yep. yeah, come check us out. We'd love to We'd love to have you here, and yep. we appreciate you taking the time to chat with us, Ryan. No, looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you soon. That's a wrap, everybody. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate you tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. They sure help increase the show's visibility. Thanks to Devin and Brian from Hickory Street in Sterling, Alberta. I'm looking forward to being able to get down that way to visit them in person and to try that gooey butter cake. Be sure to check them out on their social channels and give them a follow. The links are in the show notes. As I mentioned in the open, check out www.albertabbqtrail.ca for the list of Alberta barbecue joints and watch for the eatmorebarbecue.ca site coming back soon. In the meantime, give me a follow on Twitter at eatmorebarbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at eat underscore more underscore barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, please drop me an email at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking, take care of one another, stay safe, and stay home. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, and is a production of www.eatmorebarbecue.ca.